So I'm back yeah. after a, I, I would say I'm back after a fashion. I'm much improved, but not really well yet, but will be soon. Uh, my wonderful physician, uh, Adrian Dafsik, said, David, uh, you'll get better if you live long enough. So <laughs> he is hoping. <clears throat> do want to thank you for your cards and communications. Uh, I was out for a couple weeks with a sinusitis and a asthmatic bronchitis, and I'm still a little wheezy. Um, but that goes with being a little, you know, whatever it is I am. Um, but I'm much, much better. Um, after this morning, I will go home and sleep for four hours. So. But it is good to be back, uh, particularly uh, for the first Sunday of Advent. As Vanessa said at the beginning of our worship, um, our time of uh, preparation is quite different uh, from that of the quote-unquote world. On uh, Black Friday, the day after uh, Thanksgiving, uh, my radio alarm clock uh, went on. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. I love Bing Crosby. I love Christmas. And it's like, hey, it's November 30th. It's Black Friday. What a name. And the stuff has been out right since uh, October, right? By the time January 6th arrives, we'll be like, oh, for heaven's sakes, stop it. You know, you're killing me here with this stuff. I love eggnog, both kinds. <laughs> I love uh, Christmas pudding, believe it or not. I love the tree. Every year uh, when we're out looking for the tree, we're you know, trying to find the perfect tree. And it's remarkable, every year uh, when we get it home and it's decorated, I step back and I look at it and I said, you know what, that's the best tree we've ever had. And it's true, it's always the most beautiful tree we've ever had. But this, of course, uh, Black Friday and uh, flat screen TVs and eggnog are really not what it's about. We all want to rush uh, to Christmas, forget about Advent, uh, but the lectionary, that uh, schedule of readings from Scripture by which the church marks time through the church year on a, on a three-year cycle. So there's year A, we're just starting year A, first year of the cycle, and we'll go through Scriptures on a three-year cycle, and then we'll begin again um, in three years' time. The Gospel from Matthew uh, this morning in the 24th uh, chapter uh, takes place in that extended moment following his entry into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, uh, just a day or two short of his um, betrayal on Monday, Thursday, his arrest and trial and Good Friday, his execution, uh, his three days in the tomb and on the day of the Lord, uh, his resurrection by the power of God to reach into the uh, depths of uh, the tomb and to bring him out, uh, to bring us out um, into life. And so Christmas is coming, and everybody, including the preacher, is saying, why do we have to read this? It's an apocalyptic uh, verse. It's, a, it's looking forward to a future that's unknown and perhaps a little bit frightening. 
But there's great wisdom in the lectionary because in Advent we are waiting for Jesus. And not just for the infant Jesus, of course, but if all we're doing is waiting for the babe of Bethlehem, then we're infantilizing Jesus. We love him because he's a baby and he's uh, vulnerable. Part of the vulnerability of Jesus, the incarnation, is that, that very fact of his vulnerability, that God chooses to be with us, with a couple, are under the heavy heel of oppression, not with a place of their own abode, but in very rough setting, and welcoming into their lives a babe who is the incarnation, that is to say, the presence of God. In the incarnation, in the birth of Jesus, God is saying, life is good. Human beings are good. It is good to be a human being. As Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, Christ did not come to save us, to help us transcend our humanity. Christ came to help us become truly human, to recognize our identity as human beings, as the beloved children of God. So the power of Jesus comes from the incarnation itself, but it's not just a babe that we welcome. It's a babe who will enter into the fullness of our human condition, not just in the coos and gurgles and delightful smiles of an infant, but suffering the slings and arrows literally to carry the burdens of life in his own body, to experience the betrayal and, and, and desecration of his body, but never to lose hope, to always look to put his faith in God and like us to find a way through, as Connie and Bill read so beautifully about hope. Hope is not empty-headed optimism that everything is going to turn out all right. Hope is the trust that we put our faith in God who will see us through all the circumstances of our life. Hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> See what I'm saying? But to really experience Christmas is to pre prepare ourselves to be joined by one who will share our journey. Not aloof, distant, disconnected, but deeply connected, intimately aware, personally invested, God with us, Emmanuel. So Jesus said, just a few days before his death, no one knows the day or the hour, the angels in heaven don't even know, nor the Son himself does not know the day when the Lord will come. When the Son of Man appears, the things will be just as they were when Noah lived, People were eating, drinking, getting married, right up to the day that the flood came, and Noah had gone into the ark. They didn't see anything that was happening. They didn't perceive until the flood came and swept them away. And this is how it will be when the Son of Man appears. Two men will be in the same field, one taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding grain, one will be taken, the other left. So be on your guard, for you do not know when your Lord will come. Homeowners never know when a thief is coming, and so they are always on guard to keep one from breaking in. So always be ready, for you do not know when the Son of Man will come. This is the theme of Lent, 
Lent, Advent. To be awake, to be alert, to stand on tiptoe, peering over the edge of the horizon, welcoming, welcoming, waiting and wanting the presence of God to be more fully revealed and experienced in our lives. God is reaching out in love to you in every circumstance of your life, good and ill, and Advent is the season when we reacquaint ourselves with the truth that if we allow ourselves to be open to God's presence, then we will perceive the goodness of God in every experience of our lives. But you have to choose to be aware. You can be in the presence of God and be ignorant of it, unaware. But to open our eyes, to open our hearts, to enliven our minds, to encourage our our spirits to be welcoming to God, to look, to welcome God, who will appear in the blink of an eye. Now Paul, of course, was writing before the Gospels were composed, the memories of the church about Jesus' life. In his letter to the Romans, Paul, striking the same theme of not knowing and being prepared at all times, writes, in the 13th chapter. You know what sort of times we live in, and so you should live properly. You know the kind of times that we live in, a lot like our own times, worrisome times, times of great conflict, interpersonally, intrapersonally, globally, certainly socially and culturally, politically, conflicted, confusing times. Who's not worried in the room? Raise your hand. We're all worried. And sometimes it's easy to fall into the trap of thinking that if I'm worried, my faith must not be strong enough. I think Paul is suggesting to us something quite different from that. To be worried is to be part of the human condition because we know that to make things right is far beyond our own ability, the best we might do will not solve the deep problems that beset us. We're worried about some things, like will the cookies be ready and will the presents be wrapped? These are transitory problems, right? But the deeper problems about our own internal angst and anxiety and displeasure with ourselves, the guilt that we feel from which we seek and yearn to be relieved, the interpersonal, the fractured relationships, the hurt feelings, the ways in which our relationships have fallen apart and we are sorely, sorely sorry for what has happened. The problems which we look to in our community and in our world and in the global community, the great suffering in which so many of God's children live and we feel so inadequate Paul's response is that we are called to do what we can do, to do that which is before us, and to trust that it is not up to us to finish the work, but neither are we free to desist from it, because God will work out God's will through us and through all humanity. So he writes, we know what sort of times we live in and that we should be called to live properly. So it's time, Paul writes, to wake up. You know that the day is now 
The day, will be, the day we will be saved is nearer now than when we first put our faith in the Lord. Let me read that again. You know that the day when we will be saved is nearer now than when we first put our faith in the Lord. This is the biblical idea about faith. It's putting your trust in God. It's not a set of beliefs. It's not a theological proposition to which you subscribe. It's a personal relationship to put yourself in a relationship, a decision to put yourself in a relationship with God. So we must stop behaving as people do in the dark and be ready to live in the light. So behave appropriately, faithfully, as people do in the day. Now here's a little advice I think intended perhaps for our Advent. Do not go to wild parties and get drunk. Okay, so I like one kind of eggnog. I'll let the other one go. Do not go to wild parties or get drunk. Do not be vulgar and indecent. Do not quarrel or be jealous. Let the Lord Jesus Christ be as near to you as the clothes you wear. And then you won't try to satisfy your selfish desires. It's turning from Black Friday to the light of Bethlehem. Let that be our theme for Advent, to turn our backs on the sales for the flat-screen TV and turn our attention and open our hearts to the emerging presence of God every day, fulfilled in the light of Bethlehem, which begins the great narrative of God's redeeming love in Jesus, that unfolding reality. As Paul says, it's never done. We're in a process every day. It's not a been there, done that, it's all over. It's an unfolding process in which we find ourselves called into embodying, as Jesus did, the love of God in our lives. The incarnation doesn't mean that we're off the hook. The incarnation draws us closer and engages us more fully in the ministry of Christ. Christ lives today because of you. So Advent is as much about welcoming the birth of the Messiah, remembering the babbling babe of Bethlehem. That's an alliteration from Dick Rush, remember? Old timers remember that. Dick Rush used to call the bright babbling of the babe of Bethlehem. It's not just about that birth. It's about the birth of the love of God, boom, here, in your heart. This is the Bethlehem of our spirits. That's what Advent is for, to prepare a place in our lives, not for the babe to reside safely, but for the, brave, for the babe to occupy and animate and direct our lives, to turn from Black Friday to the light of Bethlehem. Amen. <laughs>